Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are going to recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 11, episode 10. We are in La Quinta for a girls' trip, and we have some things we need to discuss. Um, but first things first, just a reminder, this is our first week of double potting again. We also have Lifetime's Married at First Sight that just premiered on Wednesday night. Wednesday nights are huge now, cross-network. We've got multiple networks, multiple shows. Several hours of t television watching. <laughs> yeah, which we're not mad about. We are up to the task yeah. to provide you <laughs> with all of your recapping desires, wants, and needs and needs so um that will we'll be releasing two episodes a week for the foreseeable future so if you are a beverly hills fan and you've never watched married at first sight on lifetime it is a treat and um we're actually really excited about the cast so far and stuff so we'll be putting out a separate pod with that um and we hope that you join in and enjoy that and also reminder subscribing to our podcast on whatever platform you use, as well as leaving us a review, a written review, um, adding us on Instagram, TikTok. All of these things are things that help us as a pod and help us gain more visibility so more people can listen and enjoy. So with that, let us jump in. Um, so as we know, we are La quinta in at Kyle's home that she stole from Kim yes if you remember past seasons <laughs> yes oh my god those flashback scenes it's so crazy how different they look yeah everyone looks different so this is a home in the family that's been in the family for a long time um and everybody's coming out and except Garcelle that's right do we know why I think she's coming a day late remember because okay. she has her talk show Okay, so she, I was yeah. just going to say, like, this whole episode, there's absolutely zero Garcelle time. Yeah, because we only really get one night. That's what's interesting about this ep, is it's very, like, it's very concentrated. It didn't feel like an hour to me. No, When we it were didn't. watching, I was just surprised. It's like, we're we're getting into the meat and potatoes of everything going on with Erica, and then it's like, but later this season, yeah. on, and I'm like, whoa, okay, I guess it's been going on for an hour. Yeah, I know, it felt like... It was like an information dump, but barely anything happened. Yes. You know? So, I mean, let's just get into the Erica of it all, because I feel like that's obviously the crux of the app. Okay, so it's pretty much it starts off. They're arriving at the La Quinta house. Um, Dorit shares the news that in the court proceeding that occurred earlier that day, the government froze Tom and Erica's assets because of misused funds. Yeah, because they could confirm that at least $2 million at that point had definitely been stolen yes. from victims. Which, this is just funny to me when it's all getting read. And everyone is having their, like, <gasps> oh, and, okay, Dorit is reading from a page, page six, six article. article. But... Just some observations I have here. Okay. I just think it's hilarious. Kathy initially remarks, you can't believe everything you read. 
And then Crystal says, yeah, when I see those stories, I usually assume the opposite. Which yeah. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What yeah. is assuming the opposite? Like, yeah. I just... I mean, I, she's I, obviously making a point that, like, us poor famous people, like, you know, most things you read, it's probably... Okay, here's my just, beef with this whole thing, though. Okay, yeah. granted, it's from page six. It is a report on what happened inside a courtroom. Right. It's not like... It's not like a gossip... This isn't the conjecture. front of, like, OK Magazine at your local grocery store. Right. Like, this is reporting from inside the courtroom. So yeah. it's not like we can't take that at face value. Right. I don't know. That just yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. Just off the bat. Yeah, for sure. So they basically, all of the women are crowded around the kitchen island discussing the latest development before Erica arrives. So I did like that we got a chance for them to all, like, digest this information a little bit together pre-Erica arriving. Um, and they're all worried about her and like clearly not sure if she's going to show up or not. And because she's staying at the hotel. So she shows up. Do you have anything before she shows up? Because I have a thought on the entrance. <laughs> I'm this... sure you do this entrance. Okay. I have Eri thoughts on this entrance. Erica finally arrives and she comes like she is auditioning for the role of Lady Macbeth in a, in a Shakespearean tragedy. Oh, my gosh. I know. The... She's doing these, like, longing, these, like, <sighs> like, her head, it, like, keeps whipping to different angles. And it's like she's trying to do her, like, prettiest distraught face for Cam. It's like, it is like an audition with someone having to like cry and yes. they're doing that. Oh, just give me a second. Oh, one second. One moment. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, 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 uh. Just, just can you, can you, can you, can you, can you give me a sec yeah. here? Can you? Oh my just gosh. Just really pushing it. I know. And that is a thought that I have actually had since last week as well. <sighs> Thinking about her tears and how like I'm, I've expressed how I'm obviously a sucker for like anyone that is suddenly presenting like intense emotions. And you bought mascara last week. I mean, I was just... In hindsight, do you regret maybe <sighs> thinking that that was authentic? A little bit. I guess uh, the more I thought about it in retrospect especially as an actor, I realized like, shit. They were convincing in the way that when your classmate is going to do a really intense dramatic scene and like needs to do, like needs to cry on command. And then we're all impressed in the class when like the tears just come and it's just like natural. And I realized like, shit, she is an actress. And I think a lot of these tears and like even the facial expression she has when she's doing them, like it does feel like she's real, like it feels a little acty. Okay, to put last week to bed so we can focus on this week and okay, the mascara. Well, I'm, I, I'm just saying. Full, oh, you want to uh, talk about mascara? I, I just, just quickly. I can't remember if this point was made last week, but if it was, I don't care. I'll say it again. This is a woman who has not had, has a glam team, first of all, and has not had a single thing out of place. For seven years. For seven years. I saw this on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't know who it came from. But she loves her big glasses, right? 
her right. huge, you know, and she wears them like inside. So she's standing, she's sitting in the, with the sun glaring down on her face outside, yeah. no sunglasses, no waterproof mascara. It, it just, I mean, like, okay, it's okay to be a little confused. I think you were a little confused last week. Now combine last week with this week and you have. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Okay. But yes, her entrance was kind of ridiculous. It felt like she was trying to find the tears and everyone around her was being like, Erica. And then she does her, it's not okay. And it's not going to be okay for a long time. And then like someone comes up to her and it just feels like she's pushing. It feels like she's really pushing to find the tears and to like have the correct facial and I can't wait to like post pictures of that specific facial on the gram because it was it was a lot. It was a lot. So but everybody is obviously being super like comforting to her at first and like, oh, Erica, are you OK? And I feel like we just pretty much jump into stuff because she's kind of talking. I mean, it's kind of the main point of discussion for the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, there's fun interludes here that I'm sure we'll get to at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but pretty much like lasagna making time was hilarious. Oh uh, God, we'll talk yeah. about that later, but yeah. So pretty much it's just Erica, the Erica Jane story hour. Yeah. Come gather around kids and let me tell you all of these things that you've never heard before. Right. Because I've never shared them with you, apparently. Okay. Well, one point that she did make that I thought was compelling okay. before we get into all of the insanity that she shared at the dinner table. Okay. She did make a point, which was like, okay, so what is it? Am I... Because at this point, it had already become public that Tom was also... His lawyer was fighting so that Erica would get zero spousal support. Yeah. So that was brought up. That's not a good look. No. For my Erica knows everything takes. Yeah. And <laughs> she's sitting there going like she made a point and I can't I think it was to the girls. And she's like, look, am I a bimbo trophy wife like everyone's been saying for years? Or am I like a fucking egomaniacal financial mastermind? Like, what is it? And I was like, you know what? That is a good point. That's true. Period. No, that's definitely true. And the same Yes. Could be said for time. I agree, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But I did think on its face, that is a good point. And, like, it's sort of, I just think all of the things that the other women have said and shared from their experience, you know, like the whole thing that happened with Dory and PK, even the thing that Garcelle said last week about, like, look, it's not insane that men have like don't tell their wives shit yeah like that's like a fucking tale as old as time here yeah especially when you're talking about wealth of this magnitude and strange relationship arrangements but period i think that level of wealth if especially if you marry into it and they already have it there is a presumption that like you they know what they're doing. They've got it handled. And you don't really ask questions. Yeah, And, you know, Kathy made some good points, too, along this line. She was talking about how yes. you need to have trust the with, signing thing. with your husband. And, you know, if your husband comes and is like, hey, I need you to sign, you know, here, 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 Picture, here, here. Yeah. 
Like she's like, I'm going to trust my husband inside. I'm not going to and call I'm my lawyer. And I fully related with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, not I like I know what it's like to be rich, but I was like, absolutely. Like yeah. you could bring anything into a room and be like, sign your name here, here. I mean, I might be like, what is it? But I'm not going to like read the fine print. No, you're right. These are all compelling points. And so at, up until this point, I was kind of like, uh, like, yeah, you can't deny the points that some of the ladies are making here. Yeah. So then we're all sitting around the table at dinner. And I mean, amazing. Kathy led an impromptu um, full moon candle ritual that I'm pretty sure is not how it works in that you don't just like blow out the candle in the second you say it, like it's your birthday, but that's fine. Do we trust <laughs> that these people know what they're doing when it comes to no. astrology? I know, it's and... just so funny to me. And I love how much she cared said They hated it. They're like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me, like, I hate these types of things. Someone was like- oh, Maybe Doreen. I think it was Dorit. Yeah, because- because Kathy was really like set on like, guys, this night hasn't happened for 600 years. Yeah. We have to acknowledge it. Um, it's like, as people that are actually kind of super into that stuff, it's like, when does a full moon or a new moon like not signify releasing toxic energy? Like, what is it? Like, I, I love how that's described as like any, this unique thing. I, any toxic energy can be released no, at any this time. One, like, this one, the one that hasn't happened in 600 years. This, this is, is the, the real toxic energy release. Um, anyways, so we have that moment, which I mean, some of those, and then they put all their hands up in the air. It was like a glorious sight. It was just hilarious. Like, I, I loved that moment. But then... We basically get into the stuff again and Erica starts talking again about because clearly the lawyers have started. The lawyers at this point have requested a mental test. They're basically implying that, like, they think that there's something going on with him upstairs, like yeah. that maybe he is declined more than we know. Um, and she starts talking about how, like, She's seen this for years. She's been saying stuff to people. Nobody listens to me. Nobody cared. Ugh, like he would get, which this is not not true. When people, especially of high status, are starting to lose their marbles, it is typically something that most people are like really drag their feet to acknowledge. Yes. And a lot of times it creates a lot of confusion and anger in the first portion of time because they don't want to admit that anything's weird. So a lot of times, like when they forget something or whatever, there will be like bouts of rage. And then just like if you express concern, it's like, fuck you back off. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. And like, again, as the devil's advocate here, that is a real thing. No, absolutely. that's real. Yes. You know? But at the same time, she's also like you, I knew you were going to say earlier, she's been telling us that like Tom is whip smart. Tom is a shrewd lawyer, a shrewd lawyer who's going to like take her for everything she has. And then some who will like stop at nothing to like connive against her. And it's like, again, it's like, OK, so what is it, Erica? Is Tom a bumbling, dementia 
man with no wherewithal in his brain anymore? Or is he a terrifying, shrewd 82-year-old who's like got a long-term strategy to ruin your life? And this is part of the... There's other examples that I'll get into, but this is part of the whole thing where she... We're get, as information is getting released, yeah. she is releasing, releasing information to her friends stories, right. to back on camera. up on camera to back up or like make her story stronger. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. She really, 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 really lost me at the inexplicable car crash. Okay, so yes, there's two things that we're going to discuss here. Okay. Okay. We are going to talk about the car crash and we are going to talk about the affairs. affairs. Okay. Okay. Let's do car crash first. Okay. This was like trying to explain like the grassy knoll JFK assassination. (laughs) Like I I was completely lost and she's doing this finger diagram that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. (laughs) Do you know the switchbacks, switchback roads? And she kept saying out of the car he was out of the car she found him out of the car down a cliff is it down a cliff he was unconscious for 12 hours she found him in the darkness he called her of the cliff he was un- behind your house none of this. none of it makes sense none it's of it. literally insane and then she's like yeah, and he broke his clavicle and his blah, blah, blah at his shoulder. And I'm like, then they do the flashback of when she told, you know, Kyle like six years ago and it was on camera that there was an accident and she acts all annoyed with him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm literally like, the, the, no. The, uh, with just, this and the affair. Just my, injuries that yeah, yeah. big alone? Wouldn't people, wouldn't there be so many ways to corroborate that? Exactly. If you break your clavicle and your shoulder, everyone at work is going to know about that. Everyone is going to know about that. And this is my thing overall with this is how, well, how are you able to hide all this stuff? Which we'll get to. But also the fact that Erica is such a private person or has been a private person and has not let them in at all. And she's been on the show for years. And like now we're getting more and more and more. It doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't do her any services that she's been so private and hasn't said anything and is told half truths. And well, and she would argue, I think, that the reason she's been so private is because that was their agreement. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying, in my eyes, that doesn't like do yeah, her any services. For sure. Because it's just like, oh, where are all these stories coming? Which yeah, okay, tell me what you think about the affairs, though. So she brings up that after she never checked phones, she was never, like, worried or paranoid about this kind of thing. And then after Yolanda and David divorce over his affair, God, gross man, man. Like, hate David. Um, I miss Yolanda, by the way. I would love if Yolanda came back. I was just going through over my going through my phone yesterday and looking at pictures from last summer. Uh-huh. And I remembered, or as I was going there, I had a bunch of videos of him performing on piano for friends. Oh, yeah. Remember? He would just like be like, gather around me. I'm yeah. going to play some show tunes. Yeah. And, oh, it was cringy. I can't stand him. Anyway. 
But she says after that, then she started getting paranoid, picked up his phone for the first time, I guess, in 20 years, and realized that there was, like, tons of texts and pictures from other women. So she... And she also, like, strategically drops this fact and connects it to the weird cliffside car accident because she says that for hours of not hearing from him, she just assumed that he was with another woman So when he first called her. So, okay, tell me what you think. Well, first of all, just another thought I just had about this car thing. It was on their property, correct? Supposedly. So you don't know where your husband is. You live on this huge property with cameras everywhere. Yeah. And this isn't like... We're not able to notice that the husband's car but it's is the like road on, behind her property. I'm just I'm saying, like... there's definitely cameras. Anyway, so he, this is my yes. First of all, it's very obvious that she connects it from the car accident. This uh, Yolanda and David broke up in 2017. Okay, so okay. we are assuming wow, that. Wow, was that recently? Yeah, that was longer I ago. Fact check that. Okay, <laughs> last night. So we are assuming that Erica starts looking at text messages and all these things in 2017. Which she said the car crash was in 2016. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. It? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I forgot when the car crash was. Yeah. So my thing is with these high profile people and Kyle says, I've heard rumors. Oh, that's Bravo true. loves to give us uh, little headline shots, you know, of like stories in the press about them to like kind of back up whatever they're talking about mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. We got no, we ha- we got no page six little shots. We got no little inserts of any kind of affair allegations. It's not to say he didn't have an affair. No. I'm just like very confused about how this doesn't go public at some point. The fact like that they're able to like keep well, he's this. In a different, something to think about is he is in a totally different world than her. And he's very deeply connected. And it's like a respected world. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in that community. I just find it baffling that a how uh, in the, it's not like something that happened years and years and years ago. Well, why like, would Kyle say that? Kyle's I don't know. Not helping her out. She's just saying. No. Yeah. No, me. she's. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'm just like, I guess I'm shocked that. Like, everything comes out about these people. Right. Whenever you know, there's a rumor. Whenever blah, blah, there's blah. a rumor. Whenever, like, it wasn't even, to my knowledge, and they reacted like this was the first time that they were talking about Tom's affairs together on TV. Yeah. I mean, so, the girls were all shocked. Well, like, Dorit looked completely shocked. Yeah. So that's the thing that I think is, like, I don't know. It's just confusing to me in a way. I saw something on her Twitter this week where she like reposted something of someone who who like said I saw him out to dinner with another woman a few years ago and sent you a picture of it and she like retweeted it and was like oh I know yeah that's right there was that did get brought up at some point um Here's and then another thing related to the affair and how she like handled it. It was there's this she was saying a lot like, um, where am I going? Where would I go? Right. And I'm like, okay, this is where we have a little disagreement. Where are you going? You are 
this one of the stars of a major reality television thing. You have a music career. Where are you going? You could find another man. You could th throw a piece of trash in any direction and find someone in Beverly Hills, find another guy. So don't make it like seem like I would I would just be completely lost. What like where would I go? I have nowhere to go. I had to stay because I couldn't do it. No, you can divorce him. Then if you wanted to leave, you could have divorced them and found someone else to support your lifestyle. I'm just not buying like that argument of it. I'm not saying that he didn't have affairs, but this whole aspect of like, what could I have done? It's like you're a successful TV star. Okay, but I would like to be the former social worker voice of reason in here and remind you that controlling men don't discriminate according to socioeconomic status. So there are a lot of women with a lot of perceived wealth and privilege who can still be in some form of like emotionally abusive situation, mentally abusive, like verbal, where they are, where they are made to feel, regardless of what we can see on the outside, they're made to feel like they would be no one without that person and that they would be um, completely like destitute and tr or fucked if, if that they were to separate. I'm just saying that's no, like that a tactic that a man in his position, I mean, that is used all the time that's to keep like seemingly beautiful, powerful women down. So that's I'm, fair. No, I'm okay. not. No, no, no. Let me. Let me revise then. I'm just saying, like, that's my only issue with what you're saying as so blanket. It makes me go like, ugh, you don't, you can't know that like 100%. You're right. You're right. I will revise. And but I, I absolutely agree. Of what you're and saying. all of this, I do not want it to be lost on anyone that I am defending Tom by any means. I know. Like, I don't think you are. He's a loser. He probably did have affairs. Like, he's a horrible person. He's guilty of a bunch of shit. So, uh, yeah, let that go said again. I just want to say I found the tweet. Okay, what's the so tweet? So this person tweeted at Erica Jane on March 23rd, 2016 at 1130 at night, starstruck, just saw your husband, husband at Spago. And then she retweeted that tweet that she tweeted in 2016 and said, I can confirm he was cheating. I was in LA eating dinner at Spago and tweeted Erica Jane. Tom was at dinner with an older woman and did in fact kiss her while they got up to leave. Erica never responded to the tweet. And then Erica tweeted to that and said, oh, I responded, just not on Twitter. So I don't know, just just some juicy little side magoo. <laughs> yeah. But bottom, I mean, like, I just... At the end of the day, my overall take on it is that you still like, think she's in strategy mode? Fully. Yeah, I mean, everything that's coming out, I mean, this was just the week where it had another shift to it, you know? And, like, going from, well, going from the shrewd lawyer to I've been trying to tell people that his mental capacities and have blah, 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 have been deteriorating and he's degrading and no one knows, you know, that and... Yeah. I don't know. That's just and and also that combined with I think it was Rena who said in one of her little confessional interviews, like 
there's still been like next to no zero acknowledgement, acknowledgement of the people that were actually hurt Impacted in this, by this, by, in this yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. And that's where she continues to lose me as, and like this cliff car crash story is so insane and makes no sense and has so many holes in it that that for me was the biggest like, ma'am, like I am really continuing to try to see your side of things. And, and like a lot of times they make enough sense. You know what I'm saying? Even if they make my head cock a little bit, I go, but there's still enough that makes sense about what she's saying that like, I can't sit here and say, I know she's lying. But then like an instance, like that story that just like spiraled. And it was like, she didn't even fully understand what she was saying. I was like, oh no, Erica, like, why did you even choose to say this? Yeah. And I mean, one thing that's interesting is once again, like going back to the timeline of things and as information's coming out and then you get like present day, which we know a lot more now, at least than they knew at the time. And then you get someone like Sutton on Watch What Happens Live after who, aside from being like completely weird, like she was just off stone. Yeah. But you could tell she was kind of like, I'm not I don't necessarily believe I'm not taking Erica 100 percent at this point. You know, like obvious. So Sutton was the guest on Watch What Happens Live this week from the show. Um, And she clearly her and Erica have fallen out. And I mean, Sutton was being weird, beating around the bush. Uh, Andy also called Sutton Crystal, which was like her worst nightmare. And it was hilarious. Um, But it was obvious that Sutton has feelings about this Erica stuff and is trying to like tiptoe around what she says. Yeah, And well, I mean, it's like it can be assumed how she feels about it because she's not going on the defense. Yeah, she's yeah. not going on the other side of it. And it's like, Erica did nothing wrong. We stand yeah. by her. So it's like, and she was definitely alluding to some stuff. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Take that, throw that in there to the mix as well. Some other things that I think need to be addressed about like things that Erica has said. I mean, so she closes down her, she gets rid of the lease for her little clubhouse Um, And she reiterates, since I've left, I have not seen one dime from being from Tom Girardi. Um, She says, being on a budget is challenging and at times horrible. (laughs) And then when she gets to the house and we're discussing heated pools, it's a lot different when you see the bill. She heated her pool for three days in a row and like apparently saw the bill and was so horrified. Um, buy it and now will not be hitting the pool. Did you buy that? I don't know. I mean, I've never obviously had extensive amounts of money or lived anywhere near this sort of wealth. And so I do think it's kind of a tactic when divorced people get put in this situation to be like, oh, I'm the budget person now. And I can't, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I buy it. That's the least of my concerns right now is a heated pool. (laughs) Something that she did say, though, after they did the little candle thing for the for the moon. So she's suddenly in a confessional. And remember, she's very Catholic. She's she used to have a church in her home. 
Um, she literally goes, I mean, I'm at the point where like, I'll try anything, babe. I will do a prayer circle, a new, a lunar circle. Uh, oh, I just won't do confession. You can't make me do confession. I won't confess. I won't confess anything. And that's another one I of those like, weird things fuck, that Erica? she says. Why would you say that? It's like where the bodies are buried. Yes. Even though it's like a euphemism, it's still just like no, completely it's so inappropriate weird. to the what's it, happening in your life right now. It feels like you're hinting at something, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, I felt overall that everything that we were taught, everything that she talked about just was, was made her look more sympathetic, obviously, mm-hmm. and deflected from all of the legal stuff going on. Yeah. Like all of this is just to get the attention off of your name being connected to all these victims that, yeah. Yeah. She did say he should turn in his bar card and stop practicing. He's not well, he's got to stop. I was like, wow, that's like a really extreme statement. Well, um, obviously, they he's going to be disbarred. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they already took it away from him, I think. Yeah. We're kind of in the same spot. But it seems like shit's about to pop off. It seems like in the coming weeks, the more that comes out, the women are going to finally start like being like, okay, this is really shady. What is going on? I Let's know. put I her need, on the spot. I need Garcelle's take on this all. I think she's going to be a little bit of an ally to me in my ta- <laughs> in my takes here because it, it seems you. like Sutton and Garcelle are the ones that are kind of like, eh. yeah, for sure. Kathy, another great Kathy, another week. great Kathy week. There was multiple joyous. Let's occasions. start with the huge ass candle the size of a fucking watermelon yeah that she's just sniffing in the background while this is going on like multiple times just putting her face in it oh my gosh cleaning the broken glass with a barbecue scrubber (laughs) what are we doing what are we doing Kathy is really not used to doing any kind of like chore in any way, like even Dorit's explanation of why she helped Kathy with her suitcase up the stairs. I was legit concerned for Kathy when I she was, was I was like, I, I feel uncomfortable. I want to like pause and help her with this. I'm like, where's her driver? Where's yeah. her driver? <laughs> oh, oh, making noises, like grunting <laughs> to get up this each step one at a time. I think the like, only like don't fall. home task that she really likes to do is like cooking. And like, you can tell she can do a mean tablescape. But, which is why Kyle was so horrified that her version of Tablescape for this group was a lemon on a napkin. (laughs) And bread that was like... (laughs) Oh my God. It's a rock. I wanted someone to put their teeth in it. I was so bummed that Kyle ruined it. The bread moment, the rock bread moment was just hilarious. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Kathy is so fucking funny. Side note. I have to say that I feel like I saw Sutton be the realest I've ever seen her when she shared that story about her dad. Yeah. And, like, I feel really bad that I do not remember her bringing this up her first season. She brought it up this year. She's talked about it this year. Okay. Okay. I don't recall. So, but that story is just, like, absolutely devastating. Yeah. Two days before Christmas, the first day of her mom's retirement, 
and her daughter's first Christmas. I know. Oh, my God. Can I just say that it was very refreshing to not have more Sutton Crystal drama Oh, yeah, this week. it was so nice. Thank you. We needed a break from it. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't talk about violations anymore. I know. We're past the violations. We're faking it till we make it. I don't and need I'm them so to be down. best friends, no. but I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, I'm done with the, that storyline. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that for me to see Sutton be like, I just felt like, oh, this is the most like real I've seen you. Yeah. You know, I'm not used to seeing the girls eat so many carbs. Mm. <laughs> it was like lasagna. That pancake cake, I've never heard of anything like that, but it looked amazing. And I was just surprised. I'm like, these women are actually at least pretending like they're going to eat this lasagna. Yeah. This is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts? No. Okay. I don't. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh, the mid-season trailer, like, definitely got me excited. Yeah. It looks um, epic. I'm loving, obviously, this, like, this Erica Jane saga has been fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking forward to having some new side dramas. Yeah. I mean, the Erica stuff is carrying the season, and it's amazing, and I feel like everyone agrees that this has been one of the best seasons of Beverly Hills in a long time. Yeah. Which, I think I predicted that at the beginning of recording the season. Did you? I did. Wow. Um, so yeah, the mid-season trailers got, I think, all of us excited. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm really excited, and I can tell that that it's not just going to be like sit, talking head, whatever comes out of Erica's mouth is what we take as face value. I can tell that the girls are starting to. Yeah, as this get drags confused. on more. Yes, and please give me Garcelle next week. Yeah. I need Garcelle next week. We'll get her. Uh, hope you have a great week and watch some Married at First Sight as well and pop over to that episode as well. We've got a lot to do in the next week, so good That's luck. It. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.